Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. As we begin to close the Amidah in the penultimate blessing, we say to God, Modim Anachnulach, we modim you. Drawing from the root Yud Dalad Hey, the word modim has multiple meanings, each offering very different understandings of this blessing. This root word is also core to what it means to be a Jew, as it is the root word of Judaism, Yahadut, and describes two aspects of the name of our ancestor Yehuda. What does modim mean? When Leah names her fourth son Yehuda, she says, This time I will offer gratitude, Odeh, to Hashem. Therefore, she called his name Yehuda. When Leah gives birth, she chooses to offer gratitude, Odeh, to God, and to memorialize that emotion by naming her baby Yehuda, a word derived from gratitude. Indeed, when we recite the Modim blessing in the Amidah, we are meant to focus on our gratitude and praise for God. This is clear from the following lines. We offer gratitude to you, no delicha, and tell of your praise for our lives that are given to your hand, and for our souls that are placed in your charge, and for your miracles that are with us each and every day, and for your wonders and your goodnesses at all times, evening and morning and afternoon. In this section, the gratitude offered in the prayer is about our own personal lives and the miracles that accompany us each day. Indeed, as we learn in the following Midrash, we can never really know the extent of the miracles God grants us. What is the meaning of, you have done many things, Psalms 46? There are so many miracles and wonders that you do for us every day, and people aren't even aware of it. And who knows? Only you, Hashem. Umi odea ata Hashem. Rabbi Elazar ben Padat said, What is the meaning of the verse, Who does great wonders alone? Psalm 136.4 God alone knows. Midrash Tehilim 106.1 Even though it is actually impossible for us to have full consciousness of all God does for us, this blessing of Modim attempts to lead us to a place of at least a small level of awareness. But gratitude is not the end of the story of the meaning of the word Modim. In fact, Yehuda himself inverts the understanding of his name in Parshat Vayeshev, moving from gratitude toward confession. Yehuda's confession is the climax of the following drama. Yuda denied his daughter-in-law Tamar the right to marry his third son Shela, after his first two sons died while wedded to Tamar. Instead of waiting for Yehuda to change his mind, Tamar took matters into her own hands and risked her life by posing as a prostitute and tricking Yehuda into impregnating her. Yehuda leaves behind some of his possessions as a guarantee for future payment to the woman he understands to be a prostitute not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law. But later, Yudah cannot find the prostitute to pay her and forfeits his possessions, thinking the matter is finished. Three months later, when Tamar is visibly pregnant, but not by Shelah, she seems guilty of a capital offense, and Yehuda orders her to be burned. 
At the critical moment, Tamar does not accuse Yehuda directly of being the father, but simply asks, I was impregnated by the man who owns these items. She said, Look now, Hakerna, who owns this seal and cord and staff? Genesis 38.25 Yehuda recognized Tamar was holding his seal, cord, and staff. What did he do? He could have ignored Tamar's question and let her burn for her crime of becoming pregnant while waiting for Shayla. He could have avoided embarrassment. But he does not stay silent. Instead, he says the following, Yehuda recognized Bayaker Yehuda and said, She is more righteous than I, for I did not give her to my son Shela. Genesis 38.26 Yehuda admits or confesses that he has wronged Tamar. The Midrash makes clear that even though he doesn't use the verb lehodot in this moment, this act of recognition is a confession and is core to Yehuda's name and identity. Yehuda, your brothers acknowledge you. Genesis 49.8 Yehuda ata yoducha achecha. You who confessed Hudita in the affair of Tamar, your brothers will acknowledge Yoducha to be a king over them. Reshit Rabbah 99.9 Aviva Zornberg elaborates on this linguistic link. The play on Judah's name, Yehuda, Hoda'ah, is, in effect, a translation of the word used of Judah's moment of recognition in the Tamar narrative. Judah recognized Vayaker, the pledges, and said, she is more right than I. What Judah recognizes is not simply his pledge to Tamar, the seal and cord and staff that symbolize his authority. He recognizes, in effect, himself. As a result, Yehuda brings another aspect to the meaning of his name, the one who admits guilt. Yehuda, as a name, captures two aspects of the meaning of the root Yud-Dalid Hey, one who recognizes the blessings in his life and offers praise, and one who recognizes the wrongs he has committed and admits guilt. A Midrash understands the different layers of meaning of this word modim, linking Yehuda to others of his descendants the progeny of his unlawful union with Tamar, his engaged daughter-in-law. Leah took the attribute of Hodaya, and all of her children became masters of Hodaya. Yehuda, and Yehuda recognized Vayaker Yehuda, Genesis 38.26. David, Hodu Ladonai Kitov, praise Hodu Hashem who is good, whose chesed is forever, Psalm 107.1. And Daniel, to you, God of my fathers, I thank, mehode and praise, Daniel 2.23. Rashid Rabbah 71.5 In each of these instances, the word hodaya, which originated with Leah, flows through the family tree. We are the people who embody this word in all its aspects, recognizing our own guilt, as Yehuda does with Tamar, praising God out of joy, as David does in Psalms, and thanking God in prayer, as Daniel does from exile. Indeed, this multivalent meaning of the word modim comes into play in the biblical source for the phrase modim anach nulach, a phrase which appears only once in the Bible, in 1 Chronicles 29.13. It appears at the end of King David's speech to the people, which follows his collection of precious materials to build God's house even though Solomon will perform the actual construction of the temple. 
Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, modim anachnulach, we give thanks or confess to you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. 1 Chronicles 29, 12-14 Even though David and the people donate tens of thousands of precious stones and metals to build this house for God, David praises God by noting that all wealth comes from God directly. But this also contains an implied confession. We may, in our moments of haughtiness, claim the wealth does indeed come from our own hands, but we admit here, in fact, quote, everything comes from you. This, then, is the spiritual posture at the end of the Amidah. I am grateful for the miracles of my daily life that I can't even fully contemplate, and I confess that sometimes I am tempted to claim credit for success on my own. We might think that professional achievement, that financial gain, that act of generosity, it's all credit to me. Indeed, our contemporary culture often encourages us to claim credit for all our successes and act accordingly. For instance, how often have we heard the claim, that person earned the money themselves so they can decide how to spend it? But as we conclude the Amidah, we have an opportunity to be honest about our lives and admit, I am not the ultimate cause of my success. To the extent I sometimes think otherwise, I admit my guilt here in this blessing and acknowledge Quote, that you are Hashem, our God, and God of our ancestors forever and all time. God is the source of my success, and I am the steward, not originator, of the gifts in my life. This is a stance that may not come naturally and bears repeating multiple times a day. In our ideal, the Jewish people, children of Yehuda, inhabit both aspects of this word, the ability to praise God, and the ability to confess to God. As we close the Amidah, we have the opportunity to express both of these meanings, to thank God for the blessings in our life, and to confess the ways in which we sometimes misattribute our success to ourselves and not to God. In this way, we strive to live to the fullest extent of what it means to be Jewish, Yehudi. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.